Welcome to the broadcast today. It is such a privilege to be talking to you. This is Micah McCurry, the host of Bible Tract Echoes. I'm excited about the emphasis. I'm excited about the thought and the gist of what we will be discussing today. We've hit pause on our Bible study through the book of Galatians, and we spoke yesterday and will continue to today about this topic, what to do when distress conquers you. In these times of uncertainty and unrest, that question, what to do when distress conquers you, begs an answer, and I won't leave you hanging today. If you would, grab your Bible and turn to the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 30. Grab your Bible, 1 Samuel chapter 30. I'll join you there in just a moment. I will not belabor the preliminaries, but for just a moment, I'd like to talk to you about the track that I'm holding in my hand. It has a very colorful front cover on it, and the wording says this, born again. The author of this particular tract, Evangelist Paul Levine, the founder of our ministry that has been around since 1938, giving out gospel tracts, Bible tracts like this, free of charge, all over the world, wrote this in the beginning of this tract. He says this question, he has this question, are you born again? John 3, 7 says, ye must be born again. He continues by saying, I met a great church going lady who had taught Sunday school and even attended a Bible or a ministry-based college, but she was not born again. Can I tell you that your church attendance, your work, your ministry-type work, your ministry education, your Bible reading itself is not going to see you born again? Only the acceptance of Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior will allow for that to happen. If you'd like more information, we would love to talk to you. You can email us at info at BibleTracksInc.org. You can visit our website. Find the contact us form. BibleTracksInc.org is our website. The announcer at the conclusion of the program will tell you far more about it. But let me recommend to you that you pick up a copy of your own of this particular track. You could also decide to get an entire sample packet, one each of every single one of the tracks that we produce here at Bible Bible Tracks, Inc. in Bloomington, Illinois. We ship them all over the world, millions of them every year, completely free. We don't even charge a postage. We'd love to send you some. Now, let's dive into this thought, this message that we will preach in part today and likely continue on tomorrow. We are in 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse number 1. For context, let's read together the first six verses. It says, And it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away, and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city. And behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives, and their sons, and their daughters were taken captives. Then David... And the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David, think about this, King David, strong David. Now he was not king yet, but this mighty man of valor, what does it say? Verse number six, and David was greatly distressed. And David, think about it was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David, what did he do? He encouraged himself 
in the Lord. When we come across troubles and trials and turmoils of life, what should our response be? He encouraged himself in the Lord. I'd like to draw your attention to chapter number 30 of 1 Samuel and verse number 6. David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him. His own people had turned on him. Can I tell you there are few things that hurt worse than when family and friends and followers turn on you. And that's what David was dealing with at this particular time frame. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Can I tell you this? This is not my saying, but it's a very wise saying that I've heard before. Hurt people hurt people. You see, David's men, his followers, the people that were closest to him, his comrades in arms were struggling. The Bible says in verse 6, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son's and for his daughters. And they were so grieved. They had wept so hard. They were so sad that they spake of stoning, of killing their own leader, because they were so out of their minds with grief. But what did David do? Did he dwell on the negative? Did he dwell on the now? Did he dwell on the circumstances of life that had been handed to him at this present time? No. Friend, what did he do? The end of verse 6 gives us a clue, a glimpse into what to do when distress conquers you. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. Now, if we really want to unpack what this thought means, when you're taken down, when you're pulled down, when you're hurt, when you're hamstringed by circumstances of life, what does it mean to encourage yourself in the Lord? Let's look at that word encourage for just a moment. Turn to the book of Daniel, if you would, if you have your Bible nearby. The book of Daniel, chapter 11, will be there in just a moment. I'll join you. But let's think about this as well. That word encouraged, if we go back to the Hebrew of the Old Testament, that word encouraged is the same word as a word that we're going to find in Daniel 11.32. Here's what Daniel 11.32 says. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries, but... The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The second half of Daniel 11.32, I'll read it again. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. If we look at the Hebrew... Now, in the context, the translators, I believe, I believe, helped a little bit by the Holy Spirit of God. But the translators, in, in one spot, translated that Hebrew word, the same Hebrew word as encouraged in 1 Samuel chapter 30. That same word, though, is the word strong in Daniel eleven thirty-two. What does it mean to be strong? What does it mean to encourage ourselves in the Lord? You see, basically, David made himself strong in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. What kind of people can be strong in the Lord, can encourage themselves in the Lord? People that do know their God, Daniel 11.32 says. You see, an encouraged person, a strong person can deal with a hard situation. An encouraged or strong person will buck up under a hard time because he is encouraged, because he is strong in the Lord, because he knows his God. Why? How does one do that? How can you be encouraged? How can you be strong in the Lord? Remember, the main thought is this. What to do when distress conquers you? How can you encourage yourself in the Lord? Well, one thing you can do is this. Remember 
past victories. I wonder, think about this for a moment. As David is dealing with this circumstance of life, his wife, his children, his men's wives and children have all been taken away. The city that they were living in was completely burned, ravaged with fire. All the possessions are gone. So what does David do, I wonder? I wonder if he remembers about the moment that he slew that evil giant, Goliath. You know, I wonder if maybe David was weeping and crying and beside himself, but then he thought about what it was like to stand atop Goliath's body with one foot on his chest and know that God allowed this great victory of the past to happen through David. I wonder if he needed to think about every time that he had won a victory in the name of the Lord. You know, friend, we need to be careful to catalog the good times, not just the bad times. Think about this. It's very interesting how we as humanity, how we keep track of time. Think about this. We keep track of time by the worst things that normally happen. Let's go back in time. We think of 9-11, right? We know exactly when that happened, of course, September 11th of 2001. But that was a pivotal moment. But we mark time by that. We know how long ago that was. We know how many years ago that was. But let's jump farther back in time. Think of World War I, World War II, Vietnam, the Dust Bowl, even going further back, Hurricane Katrina. All of these horrible things, that's almost how we track time. Besides the calendar, besides the times and dates and the watch that we may wear on our wrist, we keep track by the bad times instead of the good times. We need to start remembering the good times. I wonder if David was able to encourage himself, able to be strong in the Lord because he remembered past victories. Not only do we need to remember past victories, we need to recognize who has brought us thus far. We need to start giving God the credit that he has been good to us. We need to start giving him credit for what he's actually done for us. Psalm 106.1 says this, Praise ye the Lord, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. We need to make sure we give him the glory. They said, you know, that David killed his 10,000s when they were praising him. When they would talk about the exploits that David was doing with his life, they would talk about the fact that David was such a mighty warrior that he killed his 10,000s. He was such a strong soldier for the people of the Jewish people of Israel. But you know what all that meant to him when his wife and his children were gone and his city was burned down? Absolutely nothing. Zero and zilch. If we start magnifying God, our problems always seem to shrink. Psalm 34, verse number three says this, O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Can I ask you, practical application time, when was the last time you magnified God in your life? When was the last time you made sure God was bigger in your life than the problems that you're facing? You know, it's interesting when you look through your magnifying glass at everything around you, it's amazing what you really focus on. And think about this. When you look through a magnifying glass, everything else around it seems to cancel out. You focus in on one main thing. We're going to pick up there tomorrow. 
But here's the thought. Here's the concept. What to do when distress conquers you? Well, first, you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. And how do you do that? How do you become strong in his power, in his might, in his ability, in God's power? How do you do that? You need to remember past victories. God has been so good to you, and don't you forget it. And next, we need to recognize who has brought us thus far. I am not an island unto myself. I did not bring myself to this point of my own merit and ability. Friend, it was all God all the time. We need to remember that. We will return to 1 Samuel chapter 30 tomorrow. There's much more to be mined out of this concept. I hope you'll join me on Bible Tracked Echoes. This is your host, Micah McCurry, saying this. Have a great day for his story. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tracked Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.